Welcome to the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. It is Sunday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. We are recording live-ish for the three of us. We're live right now. 100% live right now. See. My name is Paul McGinty. With me are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hello. Tonight we're going to talk about your local comic book shop and how, uh, well, kind of the ups and downs of your local comic book shop and I guess the whole comic buying process for uh, those podcasters uninitiated in such matters. The first off, as always, housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. Every great castle needs its foundation, <laughs> and the foundation to the McSauce podcast is the McSauce comic series. You can go and find our web stri- our web comics at mcsauce.com. We write reviews, we post uh, comics on Tuesdays and Fridays, and we usually you can find the link to this great podcast on Wednesdays. Um, you can find us in the iTunes store. You can find us on. Um, on Podomatic at mcsauce.podomatic.com. We also will be in the uh, on the Stitcher app pretty soon. Oh. I just I just submitted that today. So at some wow. point we'll be on Stitcher Radio as big well. News, big news for us. <clears throat> um, news to me. It's I, I wanted to surprise you guys. Hey, Cinco de Mayo surprise. <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook. Please follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can also uh, you know like. Any of the photos that we have, we post pictures uh, and the links to all the strips there. Um, follow us on Twitter, Gint underscore McSauce or The Sauce. Uh, also, please recommend, we're taking recommendations right now as we speak for Matt's Twitter handle for his impending Twitter profile. So send those to our Facebook page. And we'll, uh, we'll pick out the best ones. Make them good, folks. They don't got to be clean. That's not how we do things here. And, um, yeah, and, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, uh, yesterday was Free Comic Book Day, so we're going to uh, thank New Dimension Comics for having us and allowing us to set up, talk to some of the great fans that came out there. I'd like to thank Stacy, who posted a picture of uh, us at, the, at our table. As well as Amanda, who had a really nice Deadpool conversation with me. Even though I don't really like Deadpool, uh, I'll try to give it a shot. <laughs> so I'd like to thank everybody that came out. And that one little kid that was really excited about Star Wars that won the Han Solo uh, Power of the Force figure. So thank you, little kid, well if you're done, listening. Sir. If you're listening, well done, young sir. <laughs> if you're listening, your mom really shouldn't be letting you listen to this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess that will lead into. Um, our experiences at comic book shops, uh, the things, well, maybe your first time that you went to a comic book store, oh, and the things that you like. The old, uh, the old <clears throat> comic book shop cherry pop. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Matt. Yeah. Well, when you were a young girl, what was the first uh, comic book shop that you went to, and the your very feelings first on it? one? It would be Collector's World. Um, that sounds familiar. Really? Had you been there? It sounds familiar. Matt, are you from... I don't know this. Are you from Pittsburgh originally or no? Yes. Yes. You couldn't tell from my accent? <laughs> it's been ingrained in you. Um, my first store was Collector's World. Um, but I had bu- been buying books before that. 
at a bookstore called The Bookshelf that I used to walk to. That was when I first bought Spider-Man number 12. And as a matter of fact, I remember whenever that, uh, that comic was out, I was at that bookstore. I think I was with my mom or something because the bookstore was like in a little strip mall. So she would do grocery shopping or something. So I would always go kill time at the bookstore. And I saw that Spider-Man issue, and it had Wolverine. And like I knew an I old school it. spinner rack. Yeah, it was an old school spinner rack, and that was it. There was probably like maybe twenty-five, thirty different titles on it, and that was it. But um, the uh, that issue, they had it, and I didn't know if I would, if they would sell it or what. So, and I knew I couldn't get it that day because I didn't have a dollar 75. Um, <laughs> the so wish comics were still a dollar so 75. They had this like <clears throat> this kind of podium type thing that had a big like huge dictionary op- opened on it. So I didn't that, think you were going to finish that word with dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh what I did was I took that that issue and I and I hit it like in the pages of this dictionary, so that way when I went back, slick, whoa, they would have it, slick, nice. And uh, so yeah, then I, I used to do that with action figures. Yeah, you would take the action figure off the peg and put it way the back there. Or no, he would he would. Oh, the, you would go that. See, yeah. go pick out his Barbie, and then he would go like hide, I would it hide in with my the Barbies Star Wars. with the Star Wars figures. <clears throat> so. Uh, so yeah, I went back like a week later and I got it. So that was the store that I went to probably for the first year of buying comics until I was deflowered at, at a comic book store, Ooh. which was Collector's World. But like from there, it kind of was all kinds of different places. There was um, there was a, a hobby shop that I would go to, which I ended up working there. Really? Years later, yeah. Uh, and then there, there was, uh, another place down, like just, they were all kind of in the same part of the city, but there was another one called, um, Cosmic Collectibles, which was a short lived store. Um, but they were pretty cool. They had some cool stuff. I think the owner of that ended up doing like storyboarding for Hollywood. That's pretty cool. It was pretty sweet. Uh, so he closed the store. Now working at, for a comic book you know, store or, you know, hobby shop, mm-hmm. did it change the way that you felt about comic shops? Because I, even to this day, uh, when we were out at New Dimension, I was helping some of the customers. <clears throat> I was like, man, I would be awesome at this. It would be great to work at a comic book store. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun to work at a comic book store. You were a fucking shill for New Dimension Comics Saturday. You were selling like a madman. You should have got a commission. <sighs> That's what I do, son. I sell. But no, it's cool. Like, in, in my real work life i work in uh, internet sales and i sell a product that i have no interest in at all and uh it would be nice to actually talk to people about something that i'm excited about that i have a ton of knowledge about and then i can actually have a recommendation for so it was cool to do that yesterday yeah and there were a lot of people there too so there's a lot of people to recommend stuff to Ordinarily, I think most comic book stores, you know, you'll get like one or two customers at a time. There's a lot of dead time. Um, so that was a little bit different experience being <clears throat> such a big store. Yeah, yeah. Comic book stores generally, even on your Wednesday, whenever the new comic books come out, you'll have a rush and, mm-hmm. and people will be hanging around. But it's never like free comic book day when everybody and right. their mother comes out. Right. Yeah, it's kind of funny on, on Wednesdays, that rush that you're talking about. There are fans that 
pretty much are there as soon as the store opens. Wednesday is the day all new comic books come out each Wednesday for those uninitiated. And are you baying tonight? You've said uninitiated. Isn't that his thing? I don't what? know. Uninitiated? Is that, is that a Bane word? Is that when Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> that you saw once and hated. Well, there was, I didn't need to see it twice. Bruce Wayne doesn't fucking quit for eight years because he's sad. Boo fucking who. His knee was you hurting pussy. him a get, little bit. Get back out there. <laughs> he had some back problems. We're getting off track. Matt, continue. I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, the Rush on Wednesdays, new comic books yeah, come yeah. out on so, Wednesday. Uh, one of my friends that owns a store, Duncan Comics, says that he'll get customers um, right when he's opening on Wednesdays. They'll be basically waiting in the parking lot to get their books, and I just think... That's that's intense. That's they, hardcore. Do they work? Or what? <laughs> like, who who just goes at noon uh, to you know buy their, their weekly $100 worth of comics? Addicts go... Yeah, they do. They're... People that are addicted so, so to comic books. So you're saying that the people that wait usually drop a hundred bucks? N- no, I'm just kind of like throwing that out there. There are people that'll drop. That's a big over number. 100 now, what's at, what is the biggest number? What's the most amount of money that each of you has spent on just a normal? Not, I'm not talking. You went and got <gasps> something extravagant. Just a normal. You got a bunch of singles, maybe a graphic novel. Um, what's the most you've spent at a comic book store? Um, I don't know, maybe like 75 bucks the most. Really? How about you? On maybe, single issues? Well, maybe a couple trades. Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm talking, um, why I'm saying that is because Paul got a statue, and I'm not talking about collectibles and statues and things like that. If you're just buying books, just, you, um, just, uh, the singles and maybe a couple graphic novels, not like yeah, uh, action figures or be, things like that. It could have been like maybe around 75 yeah. or few trades yeah, or something. Yeah, uh, 75 sounds right for uh, for my high water mark. I think I dropped 114 Ooh. on just straight. I think I I think I had a month in between going, so there was a bunch of stuff that I had to get caught up on, but it was a big bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, whenever whenever I get a big bill on a on a Thursday when I go pick up books, I always I always text Ian the number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I always text you. Just a not, number. Not, yeah, it's, just a, it's just a number with with dollar signs, and I'm like, ouch. Yeah, if it's <laughs> if it's, some, if it's some number that's way way bigger than I think it should be, something that's something eye popping. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll send that to him too, and it's just we'll have to we'll have to include you <laughs> in on the. Uh... I've never waited for my shop to open though. No, I never have either. Even this Saturday, when I wanted New Dimensions, uh, 33% off statues from like 8 in the morning to 10, I think. I didn't go, I didn't go at 8. I rolled in. I rolled those dice and got there about 8.30, expecting my Hal Jordan statue to still be there. And it was. Yeah, I've never, I've never had to wait. I've gone early in the morning, and maybe by accident, I went a little too early Mm-hmm. But I didn't like sit in my car and wait. Like I came back later on that mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- those people, I do know. I know some of those people that um, will wait and and come right in or or take their lunch break at that time so yeah. they can just run in and do it. That's, yeah, that's I dedication. To, I used to um, work. Uh, I I used to work at a bank, and it was almost across the street from Duncan Comics. So sometimes on Wednesday, Wednesdays I would just take a walk over um 
and kill some time there, like around noon or one o'clock or something like that. But um, yeah, ordinarily, I'll just wait until the evening. I mean, frankly, I'd be fine waiting until Friday or Saturday. Yeah, for a long time, I used to, me and uh, Dom, uh, our friend who is in this strip all the time um, and was with us at New Dimension Comics, we would go on Fridays and we've gone, we've, we've since upped it to Wednesdays <clears throat> to go and kind of just people watch to see yeah. the kind of dudes that are in there and have some of the conversations with the people that go on Wednesdays that are sure. so dedicated. That's one of the parts about the comic book store that I really like is going in there and maybe seeing somebody that you haven't seen for a while and talking to them about mm-hmm. the things that you're into now. Yeah, that's a great way, too, of getting recommendations on new stuff to check out, you know. And Matt's probably the most... Matt's probably the, the one of the three of us that will check out new stuff like it ain't no thing. As long as he sees a new book, like, I go in... I get the, my pull list that they already have waiting for me, and I'm out. But you, but you guys both walk the aisles mm-hmm. and yeah. look at covers. But I think I feel like Matt, you always pick up something new. Yeah, I like new things. Uh, unfortunately, I don't like them for long because usually I don't I don't go beyond one or two issues on a lot of them just because I'm not feeling it. But um, I love to give new stuff a shot. Something yeah, looks cool. It's good enough for me. Sometimes I need a little bit. I've been burned so many times on that. Yeah, it looks it cool. Um, and not, I'll have to. I'll have to. I, I get new things here and there, but I'll have to hear something about it, yeah. or I'll have to look at it and then maybe do some research and come back and get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not just gonna pick it up just because. Yeah. Well, you also can get burned too by these creators not coming out with the next issue with any kind of regularity. I mean, it might go three months until you see number two and you're like oh yeah I think I got number one of that but who cares now there needs to be some more accountability in the business for that kind of thing Jeff Smith puts out books whenever the goddamn fuck he feels like it he'll go months like six months between issues and what does Jeff Smith currently do I'm not super familiar with his work I know that yesterday me and Matt were talking about that Shazam book that he did uh, but other than that, I'm not really familiar with this stuff. I don't, I don't know what he's doing right now. Is Razzle he has, I don't know what's going on with Razzle, but when Razzle started, it was one of those books that, man, whenever I get to it. And I think that's kind of shitting in the mouth of your fans. Whoa. Just kind of. That's a I'll, visual. I'll, I'll get to it. And it's a fucking black and white book. He does it himself. It's not like he has to wait for a colorist to finish stuff up. He's the writer. He's the artist. Fucking get it done. And I've seen the books. They're not that impressive. It's not like it's a, there's all this intense detail. Like whenever Jim Lee is a year late on some shit, or Brian Hitch is, uh, you know, two years late on a book, you can kind of say, "All right, I'll give him a pass because it's not, that it's, looks it's really not tough to draw." It's not, it's still not acceptable, but it's more understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ian, what pop what shop popped your comic book cherry? Um, I have gone to the Phantom of the Attic. In Monroeville, since I was probably ten years old, uh, Roy the, is the guy that owns it. He's owned it since I was ten. He doesn't look like he's aged at all, so I think he <laughs> has a Lazarus pit or something going on there. Um, and it, um, I've I've always had great experiences going there. They recently have um, changed around the layout, got some really cool um, racks and uh, drawers. Yeah, racks. I, I like racks. Both kinds, the breast kind and the old Arby's style 
food chain. Oh, Rax was great. Didn't they have one at Century Three Mall? That was the last one that I remember. They did. They have one in Bridgeville too. I love me some Rax. I got to say something about Century Three Mall. <laughs> uh oh. It felt. We love you, Century Three Mall. I do. That's that's the mall to me. That is. Century 3, to me, is the Eden Prairie Center to Brody Bruce. Jesus Christ. Well, now that you bring it up, that's what I was going to say. It reminds me of that mall. It kind of, it was dated. It kind of feels like it hasn't been updated. It feels since... like the Mall Routes Mall, and that, that warms my heart to hear that. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of liked it. It kind of had this vibe that maybe from, what, the 80s, would you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should have th- all taken a spin. Around around the mall just to see what was up. There's more closed the whole, stores in there than there are open ones. Yeah, the whole top floor felt like a ghost town. And I thought that you were playing a bad joke on me <laughs> when I, me and Dom showed up to the former location in New Dimension. It was and on the third was, floor. There was and they zero businesses the up there. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was just like a woman up there or something when I went up, like a bag lady or something. There was a ghost up there when I was up there. <laughs> Some phantom the, spirit. The Grim Reaper was standing the ghost up of there. Century through Mall. And he was like, may the fourth be with you. But um, yeah, I, um, I've gone to the Family Attic for years and years and years. Um, I remember when I was a kid, they used to have all around the walls the um, back, back major back issues that were more expensive than the ones that they would put in the long boxes. And I remember walking around and looking at particular issues and thinking, you know, I'm going to save up my allowance, and whenever I get this much, I'm going to buy, you know, Spider-Man 300, or I'm going (laughs) to buy this particular issue so I can complete this whole thing. I'm going to buy Jim Lee's first appearance on X-Men. And that was always one of the fun things about the Phantom was that they had all these classic books kind of displayed like that. It's not like that anymore, um, but that was one of my favorite parts of going to the Phantom as a little kid. What about you, Paul? How about you, Paul? I know that you started going to comic book shops when you were like 30 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, I I haven't had a... Hyde's was probably the first comic shop that I went to. For that, for the purpose of buying comic books, like I had been in Phantom of the Attic, out in Parkway Center a bunch of times. I think as a kid, just because they had superheroes and stuff in there, but I don't really have a deep recollection of that. So probably when we started going to Ides is when I really started going into actual comic shops. I think Ides for a long time was the comic shop in Pittsburgh. Like that's where that's where you went to get your comics. Well, it also had the um, you know it has the music floor. It also on the top it has um, rare DVDs and just strange paraphernalia up there. And anybody in Pittsburgh, the, uh, our age, if you talk to them about Ides, they have a pretty good idea of what it is. And almost everybody's been to Ides and knows what it's all about. But I would agree, it, it was uh, like the major store. Um, they even in the movie uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? That I know what you're talking about, but I yeah, I've Watson never, joint. I have, yeah. I've never seen it because Emma Watson's ugly. You're um, insane, sir. It's a really good movie, and it takes place in Pittsburgh, and uh, it takes place in the '80s. And they actually mention the store Ides in it. How like they went there to find some music or something. Mm. Kind of a cool little. Reference. When we first started going to Ides, you were building a record collection, or you you were getting building Batman Gotham Adventures collection. No, you were getting um, you were getting albums. I remember. Wasn't getting uh, no. Uh uh-uh. uh 
you didn't get the Empire Strikes Back oh, album. You I didn't guess, get the Superman. I guess I was score. Those. That was like a major thing that you were doing for a while there. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I mean, I don't remember where they came from. I feel like they just kind of appeared here. <laughs> that one day. was what. That was uh, the. That was what uh, we were doing because those albums were mixed in. With like there was a middle section and like right by the back issues is where all their their albums. Yeah, what's were. nice is that the I have those displayed, and what's nice is the covers for Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and Superman. They're all black covers with like a bluish silver logo of the movie on it. So even though they're different franchises, they all match, which pleases my my aesthetics to no end. <laughs> But that it really calms my OCD when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, another place, whenever I was real young, I, there was a Kogo's in Monroeville that I would <laughs> go to for for it, it had just an old spinner rack, and you'd go and, and and take a look at all the books. And they're so limited to what they had, but I just mm-hmm. remember I love that nostalgia aspect of spinner it. Spinner racks, yeah, yeah. I used to get a lot of my books at uh, Shop and Save, mm-hmm. um, just off of the spinner rack. Whenever my dad would go to the grocery store, and I'd be like, "Hey, can I go?" But all I wanted to do was go hang out at the magazine racks so that I could look <laughs> well, at even, comic books. Even as recent as 2003-ish, grocery stores still had comic books. They still have... The Giant Eagle in Monroeville still has a spinner rack. It's, it looks with like comics it's... On it? With comic books on it? It looks pretty abandoned. Jesus. But I know for a fact that it does have it. Barnes & Noble still sells comics. I think they have Well, a, being a book retailer, I would... That's not as surprising to me. I suppose. But the but fact that a grocery store still has a spinner rack with comics... It does. What self-respecting comic book reader is still getting their books at a grocery store? <laughs> None. None. But None. But the, it's, uh, it's the, the gateway. The old target audience, the children, might go and pick them up. Um, it was refreshing to see yesterday. So many kids, not just about comic books, but about the Star Wars things that were happening, about... Um, Iron Man 3 came out this weekend, and, and people were talking and buzzing about that. It was awesome to see kids just excited about comic book media, picking up toys, running around, amped that they won a free Han Solo action figure. It was awesome. Free Comic Book Day is a national initiative by all the comics publishers in which they they use it, the publishers use it to promote different kinds of books, and they... Each publisher releases a couple... I mean, we have a stack here of, what, 17 books, maybe? It's freaking Marvel. I of, feel like um, Marvel didn't do anything this time. Yeah, they all release a free comic book day issue, uh, which promotes new stories, um, advances. You know, it's it's just a tool to get people hooked. You go and you get your free comic books, and then maybe you can back and buy some other stuff. I had never been to a comic book shop on free comic book day before. Um, New Dimension in Century 3 this weekend was my first time, and it was really? insane. The whole the place was nuts all day long. I I was there about 8.30 in the morning, left for a couple hours, went back. We were there for maybe 10.30, 10.30 in the morning to 4, and it was jumping the entire time. There was never not a person in line. The line was so long that people were coming up to us and saying... You guys seem cool, and you have an extra <laughs> chair. Can we sit my child here for a little bit? 
so I can go wait in this long ass line. <laughs> it was that busy. Yeah, there were there there was literally not a moment where someone wasn't checking out. And that they had uh, they had an R two D two radio controlled R two D two. One of the employees, Kip, dressed up as a Jawa, so he rolled him around for a little bit. And they had a pretty was, impressive Darth Vader walking around. Oh, Jesus Christ, I've I've never thought Darth Vader was more imposing than when we saw this guy because he had to be six five. I would say he, he was really I tall. Was, he was that tall. The, he was. He was. Did you stand next to him? He was pretty him? big. He was big. Well, like I don't know. Big I don't know if the guy was that tall, but but with, with the, the helmet and the helmet yeah. and the boots, like I I've, saw the guy walking around and he probably was six one. I'm five eleven. I've seen. He Darth, was probably six one six two without the big helmet. And it was a it was a legit suit. They're um they're part of a local Empire battalion that's. Approved by Lucasfilm. A local Empire Battalion. Yeah, it's, 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 way, it's way nerdy, but like the outfit was, it was spot on. And when you get like you, you see the character in movies and everything, but to see almost the real thing be so big, like I'm not a tall guy, and this guy was huge. He was pre- he when we we and went that, and next time next the next time I watch one of the Star Wars movies. That's gonna be in my head whenever Luke goes to fight him. I'm like, holy shit! You have this guy's fucking. He's more scary now to me than he ever was before <laughs> because of this guy. There was a point when he he walked up behind us when we were doing Star Wars trivia, which Matt schooled the shit out of us. He really did. And yep. he walked up behind us and he towered over us. I mean, he was he was imposing. He really was. Dom and I got uh, got pictures with him. I don't know. If, how uh, tall is Luke Skywalker? I don't know if those are on the. How tall is Luke Skywalker or yeah. Mark Hamill? I think he's. I think he's my height. I want to say he's. Well, Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill. I bet you are the same height. Maybe I want to say he's five eight. Is he that tall? I thought he was even shorter than. Are you that. Serious? Yeah. Uh-uh. I think he's. I think he's that big. Well, Google. But though I, I, I like that when I say five eight, you're like he's that tall. He's oh. huge. <laughs> so that makes me feel fantastic. <laughs> But it was also a free comic book day happened to land on May 4th, which is essentially Star Wars Day um, because of May the 4th be with you. Uh, uh, zinga zinga! So New Dimension had a, had a Star Wars theme yesterday, and they had Vader there. There was a very official Stormtrooper. How tall are you again? I'm 5'8". And I just come up to this guy's shoulder. I'm maybe an inch or two above his shoulder. I think he's pretty. He's pretty big and imposing. He's a he's a pretty big dude. Uh, so it was a Star Wars theme. They had a lot of Star Wars stuff going on. They had Star Wars trivia, as we mentioned. Then uh, Matt was on it. Luke Skywalker is five foot seven. Huh. I'm taller than Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Punk. One point seven two meters. But there was there was there were people. There were people around. All day, and all the kids coming in. We were our table was set up next to a loose Star Wars figure box, <laughs> and kids were coming up and digging through that shit all day. And uh, there was one kid he pulled out the oh, just the wing of a droid ship from the prequels, and he looks to his brother and he's like, oh, "Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is?" Oh. 
And I was like, part of me was like, you fucking nerd. <laughs> and the other part... But then you looked down at your Rebel Alliance tattoo on your and the arm. Other, and the other part of me was like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. It was heartwarming seeing those kids be so excited. And I mean, this loose toy, oh. these are some pretty shitty, you know, no weapons having, their lightsabers are broken, so, Darth Maul snapped in half, and they were excited about so Matt, that So this shit. is a story you don't know, because we actually didn't talk about this before you left. But you may be wondering where your prize went from your Star Wars trivia win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I completely forgotten about that. Matt's, Matt's prize for winning Star, this round of Star Wars trivia was a, a Power of the Force Princess Leia in uh, the Boosh disguise. And uh, I don't know what you planned on doing with it, but you had, ex- you had expressed... Making love to it. Well, yeah. She's, what, three... How tall are those figures? Uh, 3.5. I don't know. That's about my height. Yeah. So you Just um, bend her around. And hi, Matt Brazil. Had, Hello. Matt had expressed that he wasn't going to do... He was kind of like, what am I going to do with this? Wrap it around your penis. So while, while, he, was, while he was off... While he was off... Uh, gallivanting. Gallivanting. Probably with Ian looking at books yesterday. Uh, some girl... Some, some little girl comes up and... She looks at this figure sitting sitting at, at our table and was like, "Mommy, can I have this? Can I can we buy this?" And the mom was like, nah, 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 nah. And I was like, "Well, I was like, actually, she can just have it because it's like it's free, it's ours, but you can have it." And you she was gave like, well, his she was glorious like, well, prize, ask, ask, my major go, award. Go, go ask your dad. And I guess there was some problem in the translation between that because the dad was kind of grumbly, but he was like, "Yeah, whatever, go ahead." And so her sister came over and also wanted one. So I had to break this little girl's heart and say, "Sorry, kiddo, <laughs> we we only have the one." But the girl that did get the figure said, "You snooze, you lose." Went home a happy Star Wars fan. Why was the dad grumbly? Like, why is a free toy not good enough? I don't. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe as women so often do. She misinterpreted and relayed the story back in some jarbled ass way, and he didn't understand. Oh, it cost a hundred dollars. Yeah. So, uh, there, the 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 line of the day was when Matt and Ian were off off looking at trades. It was just Dom and I at, at the table, and we had some postcards with 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 a couple of our comic strips on it. And one of the comics mentions the a planet from the Saga comic book series called Sextillion, which is essentially... The most awesome planet on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> it's a planet of hookers. <laughs> it is essentially the prostitute planet called... Sextillion. Sextillion. So this, this little boy comes over, and his mom's just looking at random stuff, and he stops at, at the table, and he's looking at the cards, and he goes, he goes, Mom, what's a Sextillion? And the look on Dom's and mine's face is like, <laughs> but the mother didn't hear him. She was, she, and then she just went off to do something else and took took him with her. And Dom and I were like, holy shit! We just avoided some awkwardness. The unfortunate. <laughs> How do you explain the prostitute planet to an eight year old? The unfortunate thing about the McSauce comic strip for those who aren't initiated. Uh, is that it looks? It has the appearance of something that's very family friendly, which is which is something we also didn't take into consideration when we were at the Comic Con last year. 
No. And I think we did a better job of it this year um, with the postcard that we had that was pretty family-friendly. And ironically, uh, that conversation takes place with um, you know, Boba Fett is one of the uh, characters Very in there. Yes. <laughs> to children. Yes, yes. But um, uh, where else is gonna? Where else is Boba Fett gonna get his rocks off? <laughs> Sextillion, of course. Well, so this year I loaded up a bunch of strips onto my iPad, and some of them were family friendly, and some were not. But where it came in, in uh, an advantage to having both sides of that, um, Stacy, one of the people that we met yesterday, came up to me, and she was talking to me, and she she said, "Is this like a family friendly kind of thing?" And I was like, "Unfortunately, most of the time it's not." And she was like. Good because, <laughs> because I, I I like I like my comedy with a little bit of an edge. So I showed her the uh, penis race, the cock race <laughs> one, and she really liked that. So yeah, yeah. our uh, our buddy Wayne uh, always he always he always looks at the strips first before he shows his his kids his sons. And I appreciate that because we're that's really not our audience. No, it's <laughs> even not. though it kind of even though it kind of looks like it. Yeah, yeah, our, our artwork looks like animated series kind of cartoony stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> who would win that penis race? Reed Richards. Reed Richards. I need to because read. hit out hit out smart plastic man in the cock race. His dick is smart too. And find a way to make his dick faster than Plastic Man. I can. like. I just noticed that Bruce Wayne has all that. Batman has all the money, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I always love that North Star is amped at the dick race. It's 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 the subtlety that we add to our comic to our comic strips. <laughs> That's actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. So um. Yeah, uh, Free Comic Book Day was a was a smashing success. Now, Matt, have you been to a lot of Free Comic Book Days? What's your typical experience? Uh, typically, uh, being friends with a couple of different guys that that own stores, I am privy to kind of first dibs on some of the free comics. That's awesome. Um, and I I do like to go out and support my stores if I can on on that Saturday. Just because it's such a great atmosphere, um, you know, it's right when the weather's becoming awesome outside and everybody just wants to kind of just be out there and, and it's it's just a great experience. Um, so I do try to make it out. Uh, I don't get to every year, um, but I remember the first year that they did it was 2002, Remember that? I think that that was the year that they gave away Ultimate Spider-Man number yeah. one, was and that the was the only one. one. Yeah, that yeah. was the only comic book. Um, and it was the same weekend that Spider-Man opened. Spider-Man right, right. One. And uh, it also so happened that it was the day that I graduated college. Oh. Uh, so I graduated college, and a friend of mine that owns a comic book store asked me if I would be willing to go out to a, uh, a local movie theater that he had um, uh, kind of a nice business relationship with. Like, they kind of did, you know, cross prom- promotions and stuff for one another. Um, he asked if I would go hand out Amazing Spider-Man issues with, like, his store flyer in it and just kind of... Cool. That kind of harkens back to what you brought up in an earlier podcast as a something that comic book shops don't do enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And and I feel like movie theaters and and comic book stores like owe it to themselves to really kind of 
do cross promotions because it's such a kind of a no brainer. It's a no brainer. They, they they go together like peanut butter and jelly, like peas and carrots. Peas and carrots are both disgusting. That's like right. peanut butter and peas and carrots and jelly. Yeah. But not, but not like cranberries and milk, because that's fucking disgusting. That is pretty disgusting. Really? Have you cranberries and milk? That Why sour... would you try cranberries and milk? Like... Because like it's Thanksgiving when you're a kid, oh. and you got to sit at the kids' table, and you have like... But you're drinking milk with the turkey? You're not sleepy enough? <laughs> you have your plate of turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes, and then you got the cranberries on the side. But yeah, when you're a kid, it's all you can drink is milk, right? <laughs> Well, you drank chocolate drink. milk. <laughs> but I drank Kool-Aid, actually. <laughs> Clearly. Um, but, yeah, I I would drink milk. And, chocolate and milk doesn't make you black? It I, was. <laughs> I like that you're a kid. That's all you can drink is milk. I, I used to drink milk all the time. I would be out playing. You can and drink I would water. You can drink Sunny D. What I, kid drinks water? Yeah, I, would, I drank water. I would come in exhausted from being out playing. Yeah, and just down some milk. Ugh, it was delicious. Ugh, my throat it was, hurts. It was just, cold. It was not carbonated. It's so thick. Skim mm. milk. Water. water. water Look, if you way, think milk is that bad the on red its cap. own, well, it's okay, it, but it's like a the one once thing you need in a, a spoon while. For. Try it with cranberries because I'm telling you, like that sour taste of the cranberry, and then kind of that like. Milk that, taste, that milky taste. That milky mm. taste that milk has. Mixing them together tastes like vomit. <laughs> um, so, anyway. I love that the only thing that children can drink is milk. I can't get away <laughs> from that. They can't drink Ecto Cooler. They can't. <laughs> well, they can't do that anymore, can they? I don't think they still You can drink it. like 20 year old oh. Ecto Cooler. I think they still sell that on eBay. Do you know once that reminds me? Once uh, about. Ten years ago, my friend uh, Jeff ordered a, a an old box of Close Encounters of the Third Kind trading cards, um, completely unopened. Um, I don't know where they found it, but there was this old vintage box. And so I asked him, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to open them up and make sets, or are you going to just kind of keep it? And he said, no, I'm going to open it and make sets. And I said... Can you give me the gum out of, out of each pack? Oh, that razor-sharp gum that the, will like, just cut the fuck out of your mouth? Yeah, so... You like that gum? No, but I, I like gum, and I was curious to see what it, gum from 19, what, 77 would be uh, yeah, like. Yeah, I guess. Well, like, and this was like, are you a gum connoisseur? Like? I kind of am a gum connoisseur, yeah. That's true. You're like a gum pimp. Yeah. A gum pimp. Yeah. Well, see, I kind of think or, he's like a gum a gimp. collector. A gimp. <laughs> the gum gimp. <laughs> the gum pimp. The gum gimp. You have gimp. like a big pink bubblicious hat. <laughs> like my head is in a big bubblicious bubble. So, Like one of your gum whores is uh, Bazooka Joe. <laughs> Man, I've been on a bazooka kick lately, and that really? is good stuff. Doesn't I last had, long, but... I haven't had bazooka in like... 20 years. Yeah, it's good. It doesn't, like you said, it doesn't last. It doesn't last, gets hard too fast, that's what she said, but, um. Like another one of your gum whores would be like the big, like, chew <laughs> <Yeah. Jew> guys. <laughs> like those baseball players. Why are all your whores men? Because there aren't any female oh, gum. Oh, would the, would the Orbitz girl count as a gum whore? Oh, yeah. No matter what. Yeah. 
Don't and, you the, know? and the double mint twins. Oh, old school. Oh, the double mint twins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess then the big league chew guys would be like your bouncers. Like they would be the muscle. I like to think to he's also gum. pouring out the big league chew guys. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll keep with that then. Are there any other gum? Um, gum like, mascots? Yeah, like what Juicy Fruit had a bunch of people. They were just like fun-loving well, yeah, people. Yeah, the Fruit Stripe Zebra. Oh, Fruit oh, Stripe Gum. Yeah. The Bestiality. Fruit yeah. Um, uh, grape, you got off the corner of that market. Grape Ape had some like gum or, as well. Grape Ape. So now we're, now we're fucking apes and zebras. <laughs> the gum jungle. I don't know what happened to this conversation. <laughs> gum, ju- gum jungle fever. <laughs> gum jungle. What? <laughs> what other gum mascots are there? Brian, do you know any gum mascots? I'm trying to think of some. None other than the ones you guys just named. <laughs> I, we, we have to have covered the gamut of gum mascots. <clears throat> but anyway, you like gum a lot, huh? I do. What's I your favorite gum? Oh man, I don't know. Um, probably bubblicious watermelon. Oh, oh, that's a solid. Yeah, but I, that's a solid. Excellent. I, I had to kind of curb my appetite for sugar gum, and I've really kind of almost exclusively switched over to sugarless gum. Yeah, I do that. It, like destroys your teeth. Right. Um, or I, I do a lot of orbits. Um, I used to like. Um, don't you both? Old school dentine, like the cinnamon kind. Yeah. But that'll give you such a headache. From, really? Yeah, man. It because I don't know what if it's like the cinnamon ingredient that just I don't know. It it gives me a big headache, and it has no mask on, so it's not really doing this conversation any good. There's um stride right now. You're stride. At stride. That's pretty good. The goat. There's yeah, the the ghost. The yeah, that will like kick you in the nuts or something like and that. The other also mascot. in the gum jungle. No gum jungle. Gum jungle. You oh. said gum jungle. <laughs> well, that's what you're doing with these animal pimps. You're, these you're animal taking whores? them. You're moving them out of the gum out jungle the gum into jungle? the cum jungle. Gum jungle. <laughs> wow. Um. So, so watermelon is your favorite gum? <laughs> Paul, what's your favorite gum? I don't have a favorite gum. I'm not a, a gum guy. I don't, don't do have gum. have a favorite gum? No. I've never had a favorite gum. No. Kevin Jones, a guy that we used to go to grade school with. Brian will remember Kevin Jones. He's he used, shaking his head in agreement, he, podcasters. He really used to be like the gum pimp. Like, he'd show up and he'd open his trench coat and there would be... What you need. There would be all kinds of fucking gum. Instead if, of watches. If girls needed gum, they went to Kevin Jones. Like, hey, baby girl. <laughs> what you need? I gum got, guru. I got that fruit by the foot. <laughs> I, I, got that, I got that bubble tape. <laughs> That's weird. So anyway. <laughs> I have no well, idea how we're going to get back in track. You guys were talking about. I come back in the room and you're just balls deep in gum. <laughs> Gummy balls. The baseball cards with the old gum, the 70s gum. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The 70s gum. So he opens up all the packs. Next time I see him, he comes in, and he's got, uh, in a little plastic baggie, all the sticks of gum. All the pink razor blades. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like 36 pink razor blades. Isn't that how many packs are in a wax box? 36? I don't know. Anyway, he comes in with all these pieces of gum, and... Now, okay, so I think these cards are from 1977, and this would have maybe been 2003, maybe a little before then. 
Does so gum talking... age like wine? No. I found that out. It it ages like poorly dirt. It, it I put it in my mouth. I think and it probably it, ages worse than dirt. I it, think dirt kind of keeps its status quo. But anyway, it it turned to dust. It was <laughs> like, it, well, actually, more like once it was in my mouth, like a paste, and 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 it was so disgusting. I spit it out. Like now, it, what the fuck did you think was gonna happen with this old ass gum? You thought it was gonna be delicious? No, but I was curious. I had to find out. I didn't think it would be good, but I had to at least say. I've had 70s gum. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where we're going to go from here. Did you collect cards um, as a kid, like baseball cards or those? I know we've talked about those Marvel cards before. Yeah, the Marvel cards, I collected those. I collected the They didn't come with gum. No, they didn't. What a ripoff. The, uh, most of the ones that I got really didn't come with gum. Uh, I really used to like the um, Star Wars Galaxy cards, um, which was a series of cards that had some pretty sweet you know, artwork on them. Yeah. Um, I, re- I remember one of the cards, which is really cool. Um, some artist did a, an interpretation of what Obi-Wan would have looked like as a young man, like way back before the prequels happened. So that was pretty cool to see that. Kind of looked like Steven Seagal, though. That's so it really badass. wasn't close to Ewan McGregor, is what you're telling us? No, <clears throat> no, not really. I think he had darker hair. I had some uh, Return of the Jedi had cards, and I, I had a little folder thing and put all the Return was, of the Jedi cards in. balls deep in yeah. cards. Yeah. I have the complete Empire and Jedi sets. I also have two complete hockey sets from the early 90s and two baseball sets. You still have those? See, like yeah. all my card collections, I, that was the only one that I put into um, into any kind of filing. The rest of them I just rubber banded them. But I had like the Marvel Masterpieces and uh, just a regular Marvel Universe I didn't ones. have any nerd cards. I, yeah. Me and, um, me and uh, my childhood friend Bobby, we were down at this local corner shop buying baseball cards every fucking day we were way way deep down the slippery slope of buying baseball cards <clears throat> back when i liked baseball now i think it's stupid it that is trend. but at, at some point i wound up i wound up having all these return of the jedi cards and i had a handful of empire strikes back cards and eventually just decided you know what i'm gonna go out and finish these sets so then like whenever we were older maybe even when we were at Ides that's one of the things I was looking for certain cards to complete the sets so now I have them were there any other things that you guys collected as besides comic books um for for a short time I was into um the power of the force Star Wars figures I I used to enjoy buying um you know the sets of characters um Whenever the, those would come out, uh, I guess that lasted. When did those things come out? Like the He-Man style, like ninety. Power of the Force was ninety six. Well, they still had them in ninety eight. Whenever I started working at Toys R Us, so um, maybe ninety six. Did, did, did they come out? Did they coincide with the movies re, being re released? No, that was the no? interesting thing. When they first came out, they there was nothing. Like the, these were in the dark times for Star Wars. In between the, the dark know, times before the Empire. Who is that that you're referencing? Is that Obi-Wan Kenobi? Maybe that's why I came in last place in the Star Wars <laughs> trivia contest. Well, I like that 
You had a true or false question, and I got, and you still got it wrong. <laughs> I got slave one <laughs> correct though. So, but but what's even funnier than that was the way Paul would try to buzz in before anybody else, but he never had an answer prepared. He just wanted to, like, the object I of had, the game wasn't to like buzz I in the had fastest. Fucking Dennis Lawson, but when it came time to say it, <laughs> I lost it. Well, the first. The first question you buzzed in halfway through the question. He fucking took too long. He that was a period. He was done with that question. I don't know. <laughs> That's why when I like answered, it. I said false because he didn't say before we started. Is this going to be? This is going to be. Some of these are going to be true and false. He was done talking, sir. <clears throat> but yeah, after that match, just ran the table, Sorry. as we all figured that he would. I didn't think you would. Really? I thought you did. I thought you said that. No? I thought I thought it'd be I thought it'd do okay. Yeah. It's okay. But uh I I don't think this makes me cool. You have to understand. <laughs> <laughs> we don't think it does either. Yeah, I um the power of the force, I remember them being out in uh ninety eight, mm-hmm. uh the big bulky he Man style. What a shitty design that and was. And not only that, but those. do you remember the lightsabers? They were like Luke I don't Skywalker's remember, lightsaber was one and a half times taller than he was. I have, I have that figure. Do you? I got that figure out of the trunk of some lady's car in a Toys R Us parking lot. Oh, that's that you, weird. you stole right shady. off? Of- no, it was a deal. It was like a Whoa, you know, shady back like- alley deals for uh, for expensive Star Wars figures. Because they took that one off the market. The long saber figures. That's right. They were, they were the them. initial run. What was the And then trade? they corrected it and made the they made the saber shorter. What, what was the trade, may I ask? Or will this get you incarcerated? Oh, fuck. I have no idea. But since I worked at Toys R Us, I, I don't know if I if I held a figure for her when it came out first or something. There was so but... much of that that went on at Toys R Us. <clears throat> putting putting some stuff aside for those some of the customers that those weren't Those Toys R Us collectors are, are wacky. The, the Star Wars collectors were nuts. But the Hot Wheels people yeah, that came Hot in, those Wheels were the people that were balls deep. Those were the Talk about people psychos. that waited outside till the mm-hmm. store opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot Wheels people. If you're a Hot Wheels collector and you're listening, we apologize, but you're a fucking nut. If you're a Hot Wheels collector and you're listening, why are you listening to this? <laughs> I bet you're overjoyed that we're talking about Hot Wheels today. Don't worry, it doesn't last long. Hot Wheels collector. There's back in the day, there were a lot of NASCAR collectors because they would have those um, those scaled down na- NASCAR uh, vehicles as well as Hot Wheels NASCAR stuff, and they would just come flooding in, digging through the bins, yeah. looking for for. Um, all the- there were also a lot of model collectors that would come in. That we used to have models and like model cars. Or, I don't remember the model collectors. Yeah, too much. or or like. Um, Hollywood movie monster models. There were a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, who was I talking to recently about the old Hollywood, the old Universal monsters, and how they're not really in favor anymore? Uh, were, were we talking about it on the horror podcast, or I don't think so. I think it was outside of outside of this. Uh, there were also a lot of collectors. Remember, uh, like uh, Gundam Wing. People would come in for the Gundam Wing model kits a lot at Toys R Us be hardcore yeah the hot, the hot wheels and the the star wars figures because we were there during the prequel boom yeah whenever um we got uh boxes in that were marked you know do not open until you know may 4th or whatever i, I just pulled up that i guess he doesn't look anything no like he doesn't seagal. look like steven seagal he looks like a, a young sprightly alec guinness yeah 
I think he almost looks more like Peter Cushing. Really? Nah. Hmm. No? I think his hair should be a different color. It looks, still looks gray there. Plus he's Steve Martin. Nothing like Ewan McGregor, though, huh? No, eh. nothing like him. <clears throat> looks more like Ewan McGregor than Steven Seagal. Yeah, well, my memory is... He kind of has Seagal's nose, if anything. Maybe there's another image of Seagal that I saw that, anyway, who cares? But when we got the figures in for the Phantom Menace the first time, it was like, those boxes were radioactive. Don't even look at them before we're supposed to, because you will get fired instantly. And I remember that being, I I worked, uh, it was like a Sunday or something like that, and uh, I remember them setting up the feature shop for it, and it was... It was real exciting times to be a Star Wars fan right before we, you know, eventually it, work, found out. Working there probably assisted in the hype of that movie for us. Yeah, I think so. Because you had to see it every single day and you, people came in and talked to you about it. And we would get, yeah. you know, they, they came out with Phantom Menace video game before um, the movie was out. Cause I remember I bought the Phantom Menace video game. There were a couple games. There was the, the game... The movie, the game. Which was a piece of dog shit. Oh my god, it was horrible. I enjoyed it, but... Did you? In the very beginning of the game, there was a little Did video Did you enjoy snippet. it because it was good or because it was new Star Wars? Because it was new Star Ooh, Wars. I'll probably. tell you which game kicked fucking ass. And I remember you and I, Paul, played this game. It was the PlayStation, the Jedi... It was like Jedi Battles or something where you could be uh, any four different Jedis... You could be Mace Windu, um, and it was uh, Obi-Wan, and two other... Maybe Qui-Gon. Uh, no, it wasn't Qui-Gon. You couldn't be him, but it was one of the pink-faced they Jedi. Like the tusks. Tusks, and uh, some girl Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, girl Jedi. I forget her name, because she's just some stupid girl. <laughs> but um, it was like it was just like a old-school Ninja Turtles kind of smash them, bash them kind of oh, game. yeah, yeah, and yeah. that game fucking kicked ass. What the ass. hell was that called? Jedi, Jedi Power Arena Battles. Battles? That's what it was. Jedi Power, Power Battles. Battles. It was okay. fucking awesome. But there were other... Besides those two, there were other... Yeah, games? well, like I was saying, in the beginning of the... Uh, like, at the menu screen in the Phantom Menace video game, part of the reason why I liked it so much was because they would play a little clip of the sequence when... Obi-Wan is standing on the one end of that like laser that red laser door waiting to fight Darth Maul and Darth Maul's standing there and he lights up his other side of his lightsaber and then the door opens and Obi-Wan like comes rushing in like a lunatic and like jumps into his swing and they showed like that little back and forth and it was so cool and it just looped that little part of that video and I was like I I think I probably watched that for an hour straight (laughs) (laughs) like that five second clip but, um, yeah, the other game that came out at the same time was uh, Star Wars Pod Racer. It was like a racing oh, game. Oh, for N64, I had that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, I did have Pod Racer. The Pod Racing scene sucked in Phantom Menace, but I liked that game a lot. I thought the Pod Racing scene was cool. It was too long. That, you know what? I agree with that criticism. That's a conversation for a different podcast. I agree with that criticism that it was too long. And the funny thing is, um, I think when they made the when they came out with the DVD, they added like a couple minutes to that <laughs> sequence. George Lucas was just like, "Fuck you." Um, you but, think it's too long? Here's two more minutes, bitch. Yeah. Here's two more inches. <laughs> I don't get it. But yeah, working at Toys R Us probably um, really um, got me into the Phantom Menace and got the hype really going. Yeah, those those um, sequences where they <clears throat> where they came out with um, 
figures at midnight was like I was about to say there was nothing like it, but going to the midnight premieres for those movies were probably pretty fucking close. And I believe I heard a knock at the door. That could be our pizza, folks. Why aren't they ringing the bell? Brian, are you knocking in there? Oh, no. False alarm, not the pizza. Like, true gentlemen, they ring the doorbell. Is it Woody Woodpecker? What is that noise? That's our neighbors. Apparently, uh, they just moved in. Uh, brand new neighbors. Sounds like they're hanging some pictures. Oh, that's very nice of them. <clears throat> don't they know? Don't they know we're hosting a podcast over here? I would have thought that you know the the word would be out by now that, that we have this. I mean, we're pretty much local celebrities by now. We really are. We we felt like it yesterday at New Dimension. People came up, are you local? We're just <laughs> idiots from fucking down the street. Of course we're local. Of course we're local. I don't know. I yeah, came about Steelers and that. Minutes away. So. It they, sounds like they're hanging shit in here. <laughs> like, I mean. We're professionals, so we'll power through this. <laughs> I hope they're only hanging one picture. <laughs> they're it's really fucking just, straight. It's fine. They're, they're, really, <laughs> they're really just building. They're building entire shelves down there. Um, did what you go it? to a midnight Matt? Did you go to the midnight showing of every single Star Wars movie, all the prequels? All the prequels, yeah. Did you, Paul? No. Really? I went to yeah. I, um, I went to two and three, but the first one uh, I went to in the in the middle of the day. But again, this is for another podcast, a very special podcast that we're gonna have. Well, I think that it's at pro- some point here. I think it's appropriate since yesterday was May the fourth. Yesterday was May the fourth. And what's today? Revenge of the fifth or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's what dorks are running with today. <laughs> what's so tomorrow? <laughs> so corny. I don't know. A new Monday. <laughs> but, uh, and did you read through any of the free comics that you got from Free Comic Book Day, Matt? No, not yet. But what I like about what a lot of publishers do about Free Comic Book Day is they'll put out, like, exclusive shit. It's not just reprint, reprinted stuff. It's actually brand new uh, content in some cases. Except for the back of that Marvel one that is reprinted stuff. Yeah, it's like all old school. But it's reprinted for a reason. It's telling the tale, for those that don't know about, of Thanos. And the guy that showed up in the end of the Avengers. That, that no one but comic nerds knew who the fuck he was. That no. if you listen to Patton Oswalt's rant on Parks and Rec, will be in the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> was, that, was that good? Now, do you guys... Um, I lost my question. I had it, and now it's Free comic book day. New all the publishers do new stuff. Oh no, we we talked about how Thanos was at the end of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I had heard that Thanos is going to be in um, in the Guardians of the Galaxy as the villain. Is that is that uh, accurate? I would imagine that. I would imagine that he would be in there at some point. No, the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be the Collector. What's Who's the collect? Collector? I don't know. You guys are the Marvel guys. Does he yeah, but it's action Marvel figures, space. That doesn't or... count. I don't know. He's, he, I have no idea. He's called the collector, and he's with the. 
I think he collects I, I think Beanie the, Babies. I don't know if the Chitari are going to be back. I think he collects gum. <laughs> he's going to. <laughs> he collects gum mascots, and they're going to. He's going to come for Rocket collector. Raccoon because he thought that Rocket Raccoon was a gum mascot, and they're going to have to fight for his fucking life. But really, Rocket Raccoon should be a serial mascot. He could be a serial mascot, but in the context of this movie that they're writing already, he has to be a gum mascot. <laughs> so yeah, then the collector it, it comes and gets... It, it won't be Thanos, it will be the collector and some other alien race. So they're going to hold Thanos until they do the Avengers 2. 2, yes. which is a long time from now. Yeah, asking us about Marvel Space is like saying, well, you're a football fan, who's the arena football quarterback to the Iowa Barnstormers? <laughs> I, guess, I, guess I don't I, know, I, it's not the same fucking thing at all. I guess I would know more about Marvel Space yeah, than you guys, because that's really the only Mar- Marvel that I can really dig into. I like regular Marvel too, though. I just don't really buy it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a reprint. The Valiant one that we're gonna start shooting holes through the no reprints thing. Uh, they <laughs> they reprinted, uh, I guess, Ninjak number one with uh, Joe Quesada's artwork, which I don't know. I still think it looks pretty good. I'm all, I was always a big fan of his stuff. Walking Dead is also a reprint. Reprinting the Michonne no, origin story. The majority, from, uh, the majority of Playboy. the free comic book day stuff is reprint, but there are instances where it's brand new shit. Like, is the Marvel the stuff in the beginning of the Marvel the, book? Uh, That's infin- new, right? The Infinity Marvel's uh, book, Infinity, with uh, Jonathan Hickman and Jimmy Choo. And then in the the Dark Horse book, um, it's a it's a Star Wars comic, and it says it includes an all new Captain Midnight story. Oh, Captain Midnight is my favorite. Star um, Wars character. We don't know who Captain Midnight is. In case you're, um, you're wondering. Well, he's not a. Star, it's a Dark Horse collection, so it's got um, Star Wars and then uh, other Dark Horse. I picked properties. that one up because I've been enjoying Brian Wood's Star Wars series. So we'll see how that one reads. Yeah, looks like it's uh, got that, some Boba Fett. Did you get, did you get like every Darth Vader free comic book day issue? No, just the ones that I wanted because you have, you have a healthy stacker I only got two I think I only got the Superman and the uh, Walking or the Star Wars one I think I got the Ninja Turtles Walking Dead and Star Wars I didn't even get the Marvel one because I don't care about Marvel Space wow well, it's, it's is it Marvel Space? I mean, because they're bringing all that shit together like they're bringing space to Earth Christ I hate that keep that shit out in space I agree. That's what I like in my comic too? books. Segre- you too? Segregation. Yeah, is that... Why is that I thought, you, I thought you'd be a little more uh, tolerant of it. A little more uh, um, willing to accept it. No, there are only... These last two pages are Marvel proper. I don't know. I I think I'd prefer to keep It's just so stuff. different. It really is. Yeah. It's just completely different. It doesn't feel like even the same publisher puts out the Marvel space stuff <laughs> than puts out... The Marvel proper, and but you think DC space stuff works? It works uh, enough for me to once in a while buy it and mostly ignore it. It works in that way. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels a little bit more in place with DC stuff with the uh, because one of the, the main Watch characters, Tower. one of the main characters in the DC universe is Green Lantern, and he is that connection. Um, Star Lord is not the connection that they need. And they're trying to do something like that by putting. Tony Stark out 
and making him part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what they're trying to do. I'm not sure how successful yeah, that's going to be. I don't know how great an idea that is. I don't like his new space armor. Yeah, it's, it looks very. Uh, it looks very Japanese. Yeah, like he's um, yeah. Robotech kind of. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. I don't think I've seen it. Really? Yeah. I think you need to get on the ball. So, did both of you guys enjoy your time at New Dimension yesterday? I did. I think it's a great store. Um, I thought that uh, they have a really nice selection of stuff. Um, Tons of uh, trade paperbacks, um, statues. They're they're a big store. New Dimension is a chain in Pittsburgh. I think there's four of them in different corners of the city. Cranberry, Pittsburgh Mills... Century Three and Peters Township. There's a, and I think each store is pretty big, and they all have a, a healthy, healthy bit of uh, merchandise between statues and statues, comics, back issues, trades, like tons of magic, the gathering stuff, the t-shirts, hoodies, toys. I was really impressed with the graphic novel selection. It was mm-hmm. probably the most comprehensive graphic novel selection I've seen in my life, to be real honest. It was awesome. They had all different kinds of, like, um, sketchbooks. Like, artists put out the... They the, had the, the Guillaume March sketchbook. What wow. a dirty, dirty wow. thing. I'm... So, the, the, the picture in that book that jumped out at me immediately, <laughs> it, told me, it told me what I was in for, is it was a side view of a girl in a bra... And the one strap's falling down, and right above where the top of the bra ends, you can see just the top of her areola. It's totally unnecessary to draw that in there. Right, but that's right. the kind of filth that you're dealing with with Guillaume March. It was brilliant. I was never familiar with his work. I knew about him on Catwoman, and... Now that I see this book in the kind of dirty awesomeness that he is responsible yeah, he's, for, he's Frank Cho Jr. I oh, I think he is more outrageous than Frank Cho because Frank Cho has Frank a Cho little at least bit throws of a that. dinosaur in there. <laughs> he puts an ape with his titties. <laughs> Frank Cho has a little bit of that classic good girl illustration. He also teams it with some cartoony characters. There's a little bit of um, whimsy to Frank Cho's. <laughs> Whereas I agree. this character is just drawn Sluts. <laughs> just close up butthole shots. <laughs> I'm like, he, wow. His run on Catwoman that he did when the new 52 started was really, really good. And it got. Uh, f- it, there was a shitstorm, if you will, about him <laughs> taking over that book. Um,. Well, he, I don't know if he got kicked off or if he quit, but... Ayo, and that's that the break. See you in a minute.
back with clear minds, full hearts, and full bellies from the pizza party. I had two pieces. How many did you have? I had three pieces. I think I had four. I'm fat. Holy shit. Woo-hoo. Well, Matt and I are counting calories. My uh, weight count- loss challenge uh, ends tomorrow at work. So, so you're, tonight you're like, fuck it, thousands of pizza. I'm throwing, I'm throwing <laughs> it all out the window. Ian's going to have his finger down his throat later on tonight <laughs> as he sits in front of the toilet. I actually think I'm going to wake up early tomorrow, run for a little bit, have nothing to eat, and go in and get weighed in. I what? think I'm going to try that. Maybe I'll lose a pound or two that way. Where are you going to run? Uh, you're going to have to take a shit to get rid of that stuff. You should go in your bathroom and run a hot shower, close the door, and do like jumping jacks for an hour. Does that, and make, just well, there's, it does that make you shit? Well, there's also there's also a sauna. And take a shit while gym. you're doing it. So I, I think that I'm going to run, go into the sauna for a little while, maybe a couple, maybe go in, come out, go back in, and then go to work. So and here's get away in. here's kind of a stupid question: Is that the point of a sauna, just to sweat weight off? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it can just be a relaxing kind of thing. Okay. But you're sweating, like, impurities and things like that. You feel better after you go in the sauna, really? I think. Now, I think. is it a private experience, or are there Oh, other... no, there are dudes in there. I've seen people brushing their teeth in the sauna. It's That's really... What? Yeah. Where do they spit? And you said this was a I relaxing I don't know. Experience? It was really strange. You like said he just swallowed. Clothes? He just swallowed. That's gross. You're not supposed yeah. to swallow toothpaste? He just swallowed it. Ian. How's that a relaxing experience? Well, I mean, it can be. I, I didn't say it was always relaxed. <laughs> I've there, been relaxed all night until right now. <laughs> are there ever women in the sauna? As no, well? no, no, no. Yeah. This is this is a uh, strictly male sauna. Oh. But there are straight up naked dudes running oh. around, and you're not allowed to be naked in the sauna. I'm not sure why they should feel have towel on. This sounds yeah. about as unrelaxing. Well, as... I said it can be. <laughs> <laughs> Under what circumstances is it ever relaxing? No toothbrushing. No new. When you go at five in the morning and you're there by yourself, the only one there. Yeah, so that's my plan. Relaxing new age music. No, I usually listen to podcasts in the sauna, like the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. I do sometimes. Very, (laughs) I'm very uh, egotistical. And you hear that, folks? Next time you go to the sauna, you listen to us because we're. Great I had a, I had an experience a couple weeks ago where I was running on the treadmill, and a joke that I said on the podcast made me laugh so hard that I had to get off the treadmill for a second. <laughs> Egomaniac. But you think I'm funny too, podcasters. So when we left, uh, Ian was going to tell us a little bit how how dirty Guillaume March's issues of Catwoman are. I haven't seen them. I'd like to check them out at some point. Yeah, I mean, they, they are... I think that it's kind of silly... That the comic book media and um, female writers in the comic book media um, were so upset and amazed that this particular artist, who if you see some of the stuff from his girl's sketchbook, he is probably the dirtiest son of a bitch that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And um, I know in the first issue of Catwoman, <laughs> there was a huge shitstorm about how you didn't see her face until probably four pages in, but you saw some some boob shots and some butt shots and her zipping herself up, and even whenever you do get to see a full image of her jumping out the window, her 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 bra's hanging out and her one tits out of her costume. Well, well she had to get dressed in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. 
But um, that's no different than what Joel Schumacher did with his two Batman movies. Remember when he he did it in both movies when he would do the little quick flash montage thing of them getting dressed. He would show them put their glove on, then twist their wrist because that you know that's how you do it. And then they would show them buckling their utility belts, and then uh, then you'd see them turn and move the cape at the same time, and you'd see their bat nipples. But then what Sexy he started doing nipples. was he started showing their ass. They would turn around. You would see their... their bat ass. Their bat cheeks. Their bat cheeks. That's right. <laughs> but but what was nice was he also did that for Alicia Silverstone whenever she became Batgirl. It was nice, but she it didn't had, make up for having to see two dudes cocks right in your face. She had so much potential, and she just kind of you know, fell out of did favor. She, did she, you mean as an actress or as Barbara Gordon? As an actress. Yeah, she was great and she clueless. wasn't Barbara Gordon. What was it again? She was Alfred's niece or something. Oh, good. That's right. She was Barbara Pennyworth. Oh, was she really what? Barbara I don't know. Pennyworth? That's not true. What the fuck were they doing? I don't know. Why can't you just make her Barbara Gordon? I don't know. Just like why can't you make her Catwoman? Why can't yeah. you make John Blake Tim Drake? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They should have made her black, and that would have really got people fucking pissed. <laughs> they should have had her drink a lot of chocolate milk. <laughs> well that's what does it right I thought so is that what your mom told you well didn't you start out white <laughs> mom must have got me on that at an early age I can't ever remember a really hardcore chocolate milk diet uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I think it's kind of silly that uh the female comic book media got so pissed about how Catwoman <laughs> and Selena Kyle were represented in this book. Um, I thought it was it was okay. It's I mean, like, it's not it's the greatest like book on her. Pissed off that they're sec- sexualizing a Playboy play uh, a Playboy bunny. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. That's their shtick. Yeah, I, I had no problem with it. I mean, Catwoman it was, was supposed they, to be dirty. They made sexy. it a very sexual comic book for a mainstream character. Yeah, and it was fine. I mean, I. I wasn't offended, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. What did it was the one, the one issues cover, in which just absolutely highlighted boobs and butt in a spined, bending, yeah. non uh, atomically correct kind of fashion. But that's what comic books are. Now, um, Guillaume March did something like ten issues of of this Catwoman book. I don't know if he was fired from it. I would imagine that they had to get him off after that number zero issue came out, and there were so many He didn't many do number people. zero. Well, he did the cover. Oh. Did he? Yeah, he did. He did okay. the cover. Well, he was already off the book by then. Okay, but yeah. Um, And they moved him over to Talon, which I thought was a very peculiar move, because his entire career, he'd always pretty much been on chick books, right? He did the Gotham... City Sirens book, which was the comic chicks. book that's with his, uh, featured Poison Ivy, Cat, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn living together is like I don't know. Like I don't know. Some like a sleepover, the real world pil- pillow fights. <clears throat> but I didn't get that book, but maybe I'll have to. So, uh, but yeah, now he's on Talon, which is a a series about just a dude. Um, that's just like Frank Cho is on Savage Wolverine right now. And yeah, he's kind of. But he's in the Savage Land with that. With Sheena. With the, Sheena. With the, the She Devil. With the breasts. So he, he gets to draw dinosaurs and chicks and Wolverine. Because he's, he's the writer he's of that one. Him. And he was just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm all about. 
Dinosaurs, boobs, <laughs> Wolverine. Check, check, check. Yeah, I'd like to check out some more Guillaume March artwork. Yeah, I think, honestly, I might get that Sirens um, book. Um, so, actually, I didn't think it was that good. I read it when it came out. Mm-hmm. It looked good, but beyond that, it's kind of stupid. Well, maybe I'll get that porno that he drew, the if, sketchbook. If you were, were going to, yeah, like, get that. Yeah. Or I, I would recommend getting the first handful of uh, Catwoman issues that he did on uh, on the new 52. I did get one through, I got one and two digitally, and then I think I picked up the third one, um, the hard copy of the third one. Yeah. And uh, it it didn't blow me away. Judd Winnick is the writer on that one, and he just doesn't really do it for me. No. I've never been a huge Judd Winnick fan, although I really enjoyed the Catwoman series. And then they they got a female writer on it. Are um, these bat knees? Does he have like is that sort of like a bat logo on his knees a little bit there? I think so. Doesn't it look a little bit like so his yeah, head? ears? Oh, yeah. that's strange. Um, but uh, Judd Winnick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Judd Winnick was replaced by Anne Nascenti. Anne Nascenti, yes. Um, oh, I like Anne Nascenti. Well. You must not have read her Catwoman oh, stuff. I did not. The, the the first issue of Catwoman that she wrote um, after she replaced Judd Winnick was possibly the worst thing I've ever read. Why so? Um, it added in a very bizarre um, element of uh, supernatural or otherworldly aspects to the story. Like, they brought in... Um, these, like, Egyptian gods and, like, all kinds of weird shit was going on where up until that point... Shit that felt... shouldn't be happening to a ground-level character. Exactly. In Gotham City. Because <clears throat> because there was such a, a huge shift in the storytelling style from the Winnick to the Nascenti stuff that it, it was incredibly jarring. And the, the new artist, I forget who the new artist was, but it was okay, um... Actually, it was pretty good, but it just the team of Winnick and um, March, March were, were really good. I feel like it was a, a really appropriate uh, collaborative team for Catwoman. So, Ian, what you been reading? I bought yesterday at Free Comic Book Day. You, you bought it Free I, Comic Book I Day? I did buy it Free Comic Book Day. <laughs> Um, crossed. It is a really, whole, yeah. Really, like that I bought trade? it, or yeah, the first trade. Yeah, I think there's only one trade. Is that right? I feel like it's been going on for about four years now. Really? Why? Well, but it. This is the first trade. It had a very um, disappointing ending. Um, but maybe that's because I was thinking that th- it was the whole series right there. So when. Oh. When they just kind of walk off into the mountains, I was like, "Oh, that's Crossed it." Is, I'm surprised Cross is still going on. I read the first couple issues, and it seemed it seemed a little one dimensional. But I don't know what Garth Ennis had planned. It that was my um. For those who don't know, uh, Cross is a horror comic written by Garth Ennis, who wrote Preacher, The Boys, um, and Punisher, and it takes place in it, it looks like a some kind of outbreak where. Uh, people de- just kind of lose their morality and turn into these horrible, uh, torturous, lots of torture, of lots of thirsty people. 
Lots of torture sex. Just run around, and they, they the way that you know that someone is crossed is that they develop some kind of skin rash where they have like a, a cross on their face. These people run around and just murder the shit out of people and rape and pillage and just do some of the most horrible things that you can possibly think. What made you want to read that? Um, I think Paul was talking about it, and um, when I went to buy the book... Roy at the Phantom said, "Ah, oh, crossed. You're gonna need a shower after that." <laughs> so, um, well, that's indicative of a Garth Ennis book. True, and I and um, there was some pretty brutal stuff. You follow this band of survivors around as they're trying desperately. It's, it's been at least four years since I read that. They started. Yeah. It starts in a diner. Like the the people you follow, they. St- it starts in a diner when the outbreak happens. Correct? Yeah, 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 and and you see the the events where. Uh, the, People are in this diner. Guy walks in and throws like it looks like a spine or a rib cage onto a counter. And the way that you, the the disease is a bloodborne disease. So if some you know, somebody bleeds on you or somebody bites you or spits on you, you know it's it's that kind of trans transmittable disease. I thought that was kind of bland. You know that was kind of predictable. Is that it, it was just like is it, so. Is it if you get blood on you, or you have to ingest? You have to internalize. If, well, it. if I think maybe you internalize it, but one of the characters just got spit on in his eye, well, and he turned. That's in. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's inside still. Yeah. Okay, inside. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it I, that seemed kind of you know predictable to me. Yeah. Uh, it was just like these people were kind of just crazy zombies. They weren't dead. Um, they're almost like the 28 Days Later style of zombies. Matt's but, favorite zombies. <laughs> but they weren't really zombies at all. They were just fucking crazy people. There was some real brutal shit in yeah. that. There were a lot of, like, you know, people's babies being torn apart in front of them. Uh, that lot... just sounds like making it grotesque and brutal just to make it grotesque and brutal. Like, they don't even have, like, a real story they want to tell no there was nothing really all that redeeming about the book i was not really all that thrilled with it it was it was okay um for the shock value it was was shocking no i never do i mean well sometimes i do but um no it was it was it was good enough that i like you can give it it to me and i'll be like i'll take it back and i'll be like how could you sell this to my son (laughs) (laughs) and then it'll be matt's my little adopted boy. <laughs> It'll be Matt's fan of the attic. That's right. So, yeah, I don't... Um, I didn't think that it was all that great. It just seemed predictable. I, I was thinking, shouldn't there be some other way that these kinds of... you know, Be it if you're a zombie, and typically if you get bit, then you turn into a zombie or you know, a vampire. Shouldn't we think up a new way that people turn into these monsters? Shouldn't there be something different that yeah. we could do? Well, you could do, do it, it like in the original. I'm not a fucking writer. I can't do it. In the original Night of the Living Dead, it was because of like a alien or a, a um, like a space shuttle or space shuttle. I can't remember. Something from space came down to Earth, and because really? of the radiation or something, it was making like all these creatures to come back to life. Yeah, is that unique enough <laughs> for you? It's different. I was thinking um, something more. With your brain chemistry, the more like fucked up things you would think about, 
the the more you would turn into you know said monster or something i don't know how you would be able to really do it like i said i'm not a writer stephen king did a zombie novel called cell and i i don't it's been a while since i read it i don't remember the particulars so if you're listening and i get this wrong forgive me but i think what happened in it was there was some fritz in the cellular system and it caused everyone's cell phone to transmit a certain frequency that did fuck up your brain and turn you into a zombie. Okay, see that's different. It just you know just seeing people getting bit and spit on. I was like, okay, okay, that seems pretty fucking typical of that. I, I just thought that there should be something, something different. Yeah. But yeah, there was no real story. They're just trying to get away <laughs> from this crazy pack of crossed people, and it was just it was over the top, and that's what I what I expected. So. I would not recommend Crossed Podcasters. Paul, oh, what what can you recommend? Uh, I can probably recommend doing some show prep. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I will always recommend Preacher. I just finished reading the Preacher series, and it's been so long since I read it that a lot of it was nice being able to go back. I forgot some things that happened in the end, some real heavy emotional beats. That really make you feel the heart of that story. Okay, what what can you recommend that you didn't talk about last time? Oh, that's fair. That's a fair question. Uh, well, um, I don't really know. I can talk about what will I be reading. What will you be reading? Because Ian just brought me volumes one and two of Kick Ass. Oh, that's cool. It kicks ass, actually. It's not just cool. I've Vol- heard... Is Volume 2 what the second movie's based on? I think so. From okay. the trailer that I saw, it seems like it's... I haven't so. seen either movie. I've heard enough about the book and the movies. I've seen you know trailers and clips. But I, I'm i really on the outside. Like this, I thought it was really gimmicky when Mark Millar and who's the... And John Romita Jr. When, it, when the whole book started, I thought it was really gimmicky. And it just sounded kind of stupid. It sounded like... It was going to be over-the-top violent for the sake of being over-the-top and violent. It's Mark Miller. And it's just, yeah, but he's done other stuff like Ultimates I thought was really good and Civil War that I don't think had, that didn't feel gimmicky. But He also did Old Man old Logan, man, old, which yeah, was old pretty man good. Logan, which was amazing. But I'm going to, I'm going to hop on the kick-ass train and see what happens. I mean, so, I'm interested to hear your take on it. Did you it's, like it? I did like it. I liked both of them. Uh, yeah, I can say that I liked it a lot. I even enjoyed the movie. I thought the movie the was good, too. The movies are pretty different, right? Uh, no, the, the ending. ending changes, but other but than that... Why? No. Because they made the fucking movie before they even finished the stupid oh. series. Yeah. Like all, you know, yeah. six issues. Can't make six whole issues. I remember hearing about that. Um, yeah, it was... Kick-Ass was the one where they started making... No, there's another Mark Millar project where they started making the movie before he even... Wanted, right? Before no, it wasn't wanted. It's something that might be coming out, or it was Kick Ass. They started production on the movie before he even like fucking wrote the book. Like oh, they bought the a, rights to it. Was it Nemesis? Is it that one that it might have like been Nemesis? Batman? Yeah, Nemesis was okay. The one that I can recommend, uh, I recommended to you yesterday, um, Matt, was Superior that Mark Millar and Lionel Hugh did. It was about a boy who has multiple sclerosis and. He wishes that he becomes this superhero from these movies and comic books. It's kind of like a Shazam kind of superhero. And this alien monkey comes down 
and grants him these powers. Alien Your monkey. alien monkey. Magic words. This, this alien monkey comes down and gives him a stick of gum, and it turns him <laughs> into the superhero. It turns him into Matt's whore. But yeah, Superior would be one that I would recommend. Another Mark Millar joint. But I think that they did. Um, they like they bought the rights to. It might be Nemesis. Like they heard that that was the name of the book, and they're like, "Fucking sold. Let's make this movie." Well, I'm, I'm sure they looked at uh, the bottom line from Wanted and Kick-Ass. Wanted and as was soon awesome. as as soon as Mark Millar started writing something else, they said, "Yep, let's do it." Wanted was a fucking terrible movie. I, I hated. Wanted. I didn't see it, but you I couldn't like have been I less interested it. in seeing it. Did you not like it because you liked the book so much? I did like the book a lot, and it was completely different than the book. So yes, I don't think I'd even like that. I don't think I'd like that movie, even if it was just a standalone project. Well, it, it was so different. It kind of was a standalone project. It had the name. I don't remember as much bullet bending in one of the book. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember all that jive honkiness either. <laughs> <laughs> Another case of changing a character's ethnicity because in one of the book, the female character that Angelina Jolie was was black, and I was yep. outraged. Maybe that's why I <laughs> fucking hated it. Were you really outraged? No, I didn't give a shit. Okay. Um, so, Matt, what you been reading, Claire? Well, uh, this is one that uh, that I've wanted to talk about for a while. Now, um, I'm going to call you out on it before you even go into it. You just called Paul out on something that he talked about before. And I think you've talked about Little Depressed Boy before on the podcast. Not as a what you've been reading. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. Well, technically, I haven't talked about Preacher as a what you've been reading. I think you did. You did last week. No, the week before we didn't do what you've been reading last week. It's okay. Anyway. Nobody's perfect. Okay. Except for me when it comes to Star Wars trivia. Oh, true. You didn't run the table. I mean, there were a couple questions none of us got. That's true. But you were close to perfect as a man can be. That's true. I wonder how I would have done if we had gone, like if we stuck around and... I competed in the next round. In fairness, I had the answer to one of those questions, but when my ball was coming back up, it hit the bottom of the table, so the guy reading the questions didn't see it <laughs> and gave the gave the questions to someone else. So, Matt, you've been reading Lil Depressed Boy. Lil Depressed Boy, that's L-I apostrophe L. For those of you familiar with Lil Wayne. And this, and this is by who? Which publisher is this? Image Comics. Oh, Image, Image Comics. Matt. Image Math? Image Comics. <clears throat> it's written by S. Stephen Strubble. Oh, I love S. Stephen Strubble. I don't, I don't know who that is. Can't, can't it just be Stephen Strubble? Well, maybe there's a... Yeah. There's another maybe, Stephen uh, Strubble out there. Is there? Yeah. You asshole. <laughs> And the art is by Cena uh, Grace. Cena Grace. Um, I I found this series. Um, I was actually at a, a New Dimension Comics, and okay. they had uh, a, a small end cap shelf that had um, like employee recommendations, and uh, I think they're up to number five when I went by and I saw the cover to number five, and I was like, "Oh, that looks." You think they're up to five? No, no, no. The, the issue that they had on the shelf was number five. Okay. And 
Because looking at your iPad here, it looks like there's about 30,000 issues of this book. Um, I think they're up to 15,000. 15,000. 100,000. Give or take a thousand. Um, so I, I started at number five and, um, and I liked it. I thought it was really good. What it, and, and from there I went back and bought the first trade paperback and since I bought them digitally because they had like a 99 cent sale. Um, but I've been buying the singles as well. So what is this little boy so goddamn depressed about? It is because a, he's trapped inside a shitty indie book. That's why. Yeah, I think this is really Paul's <laughs> cup of tea. I think he's going to like it. I um, I have I've only seen pictures and I immediately I immediately it get negative toward it for no reason whatsoever and it's so unfair to this book. But I just look at it and I want nothing to do with it. It doesn't have space in it at all. It has indie stink all over it. What's that stank? Indie stank. <laughs> it's it's very much an indie book. Um, what's nice is it has color. Um, you know, the, this isn't Jim Lee illustrating it, though. I mean, if you look at the illustrations... But I, but I like that illustration style, which infuriates me, because it's... Oh, it's so indie. I like the illustration style. That's strange that you would like this. It, does, it doesn't seem... That illustration style, it doesn't seem like well, that would be up like, your alley. Well, it's kind of like, oh, what's-her-face that, that did that issue of Batman, the first Harper Road I know issue. what you're talking about. I don't know her name, but I know what you're talking about. So, what The Little Depressed Boy is, it's, it's about a, um, I'm going to say, a 20-something guy that's kind of just trying to make it through life. He's, he's in the beginning, he doesn't Boring. even have a job. Uh, he doesn't even have a job. He's always down on his luck. He has... Like, no luck in the romance department. Um, and he's into, like, indie music. And I feel like in real life, I would kind of probably not even like this guy. But, <laughs> um, but yet, I'm fascinated with his story. And, and in the story, he's got this one kind of really eccentric friend called Drew Blood. Um, who's, Ugh. like, just kind of cool. Christ. He's, like, cool friend. Um, and he, he ends up liking this chick... Uh, named Jazz and Jazz. Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Ian did the beatnik finger snap for those playing along at home. Uh, short for Jasmine. Not short for Jazz the Autobot. I love Jazz the Autobot. So, uh, of um, course you did. He's black. <laughs> so it's just kind of got that, that slice of life kind of um, vibe to it. Uh, and it just kind of follows this guy's story. Now, the interesting thing is um, the little depressed boy is represented as this, like, sack, this, like, humanoid sack of a character. They they don't give him features. He just kind of looks like a stuffed animal. He, he looks, yeah, he looks like um, the closest mainstream thing I can think of is the, the characters from Nine. Or Little yeah, Big little Planet. Bit. A little bit? A little bit. He looks a little bit like a sack boy. Um, little depressed sack boy. And Ball sack boy. Um, now, when does he get bit the, by that radioactive spider? The reason, the reason <laughs> why get excited? he is uh, represented as like a sack character, I think, is just because of his personal outlook on himself. Like, he, he's kind of featureless. He doesn't really, like, have any kind of self-esteem so he's represented as like this 
kind of like faceless character. So all the other characters are humans. Right. And in reality, he really is a human. That's this is just his take on himself. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. It's not really explained. I think it's kind of open to your own interpretation, but that's, that's how I've always gone with it. Um but uh yeah, it, it's a really really fast read. Every month when I read it, if it happens to come out that month, I blow through it. Do you read it because it's fast or because it's good? I read it because it's good and I always wish it was longer. I'm like, man, if this was if there were 20 more pages, I would be happy. Um and it's I I don't exactly have an explanation why this is my favorite book, except it just kind of gives you I think it creates a really cool sense of atmosphere, like it almost feels like these are places and things that they're doing are things that you would have or could experience and it just kind of like puts you into it. So you relate to the little depressed boy? Are you a little depressed boy? Um, I'm a little. Yeah, I'm a well, little guy. Well, he likes indie music and you like Iced Earth and they're not exactly mainstream. No, but here's something interesting. Uh, one of the little <clears throat> depressed boys in, in the later issues, he ends up getting a job at a movie theater mm-hmm. and he becomes friends with another guy who, in one of the issues, has a Dio shirt on. And I'm a big Dio fan, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, So it's... uh, I I just feel like there's little nuggets like that that almost anybody can find things. There are little nuggets? (laughs) Little nuggets that you can relate to. Um, And uh, so, yeah, that's it. I, I... I will recommend this. I couldn't possibly recommend it more. I tried to recommend it to Ian yesterday. I, I was not having it. <laughs> um, I, I know that 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 ten that nine ninety nine less a twenty percent discount is just too steep of an investment for somebody <laughs> you, like Ian. I, no, I I looked at it. If you bring it in and let me see the first trade, I promise you, I will read it and I will try to have an open mind about it. I I cannot promise that I will like this but i'll read it bring bring it over next time i I honestly would have a hard time um thinking that anybody would read it and be like i fucking hated this like at the very least you could be like yeah it was okay i'm not a fucking why don't you give me a chance on that book i'm not a fucking hate kind of person with comic books it takes a real that was geared more toward the individual to my Uh, left well yeah he fucking hates everything i don't hate everything no, you don't hate everything. That was that was incorrect of me to say. I'm sorry. Judgmental, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'll bring it in. Uh, I'll read it, and then at a later date, I will do a little depressed review. <laughs> I would like that. I'm I'm eager to hear what others think of it. I'm depressed that I agreed to this. <laughs> Well, I, I think maybe after you read it, maybe I'll check out number one because I should probably know what I'm hating. I should hate things go. for I should hate things for a good reason. Yeah, I I I have found that I've caught I've gotten into books that are more geared toward chicks. Actually, like um, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> there's uh, Brian Wood writes a book called The New York Four. Um, and then he did a follow-up called The New York Five with uh, art by Ryan Kelly. Um, amazing art. And I really enjoyed that. And that's definitely, I think the demographic for that is like girls, but at the same time, I 
got into it. There was it's it's just that kind of slice of life kind of um, vibe that these books have. You know, there's no superpowers. There's um, it's not even like intense drama. It's just kind of like character studies. Have you ever read stuff. American Splendor, the Harvey Picar stuff? No, I saw the movie. And I saw the movie. I liked the movie. I didn't enjoy the movie. No, no. So I it's didn't. a slice of life. <laughs> I need. I get enough slice of life when I wake up and live my life. I don't need to read. It's just an extra some slice. Other slice it's like of you life. like life. Here's yeah. an extra helping of life. Right. I want. I want a slice of special life with superpowers. Mm. A little depressed, boys. I, I. I just don't. I don't think it's. It's gonna get it done. Ian likes slices of life with uh, like ripped out spinal cords. <laughs> no, he, we've been over that. Yeah, he didn't I, like I, that. I didn't like it. No, I tried it. Just like I'll try this sackhead motherfucker. Sackhead. <laughs> this little little guy. I I want to um, do an illustration of the little depressed boy. But um, you want to do it uh, Macasal style. Yeah, I want to do it in my style, which I... means no one will ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> what if I what if I crank one of these fucking things out like this week? What would you? What would you I would. So I would long put as it... you do it after you edit the podcast, <laughs> I would put it on the Facebook immediately, so all of our fans that immediately. Well, when I said "what if," I meant more like, "Will you give me like, will you buy me a candy bar or something like that?" There yeah, might be I some think sticks I... of gum in your future. I think Ooh, I can even do better. That. Or like, oh, you should get me that that cool Karate Kid T-shirt that we saw. We saw that thing was that thing was a cool fucking. Shirt. We saw like the most bitchin' shirt ever yesterday. Bitchin' is an excellent adjective to describe to describe it. There was there was a young man that came into the comic book store yesterday that was wearing a black T-shirt with what appeared to be eight bit original NES graphics on it. And what it depicted was the final fight in the tournament that Danielson <clears throat> entered in the All Valley in the All Valley Karate Championship against the against hated the Cobra hated Kai. Cobra Kai led by Johnny. That dick. Johnny was the best. <laughs> no, you know who's the best was that bug-eyed like psycho on the Bob, Cobra that, Kai team. Was that, that goes, Bobby? Yeah, put him in a body bag, Johnny. <laughs> Which I always shout out at sporting events. The guy that the guy that I always the Cobra Kai guy I always hated most was the guy with the really white blonde curly hair yeah. who bounces up and down and rolls his neck oh, back yeah. and forth yeah, before he, was he fights. A dick. What a fucking douchebag! But um, so but the Cobra Kai had great geese though. I really like the her. black ones. Yeah, yeah those those sleeveless. Are... Um, so what was also cool was that it even included the referee. With the red shirt and the black mustache, I mean, this thing. It is was badass. a really. It I'm, was it was set up uh, like eight bit. Uh, yeah, like Street a, Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. And you game. could even see the power bars yes. and yeah. like Danielson was doing the crane. It was gonna get fucking serious. <laughs> so if I finish an LDB illustration this week, you guys gotta buy me that shirt. I like that you need How, a, a carrot the out there. Yeah. I like that you need a carrot. I like the shirt something. idea better. What happened to doing art for the sake of art? I don't mean that. That sounds like a very indie thing. I don't mean that. <laughs> um, He's like, I gotta get paid. <laughs> you can't have this for free. Get my scroll up. I, I will so try some gum. He doesn't look like that complex a character to draw. I'll see if I can crank it out this week. Maybe we maybe we should all draw our own versions 
of a little depressed boy. I already have what I'm going to do in my head right now. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't be an ass about it. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't make it like little depressed cock smoker. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Podcasters, so we look, do that? look forward to that. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Next this week, is you'll the see. Illustration is the drawing. Um, I wanted to say challenge. It's not a challenge. It's just let's let's get some variations. You know what we should do? Let's send them over to uh, to these guys. Maybe they'll print it in the book in the Jesus. back. Jesus, let's well, getting we're getting ambitious as hell right well, now. You know, you know what we could do? We could post each one on the site on the Facebook, and whichever one gets the most votes gets a candy bar. Not a fucking T-shirt, a candy bar. Well, you guys can get candy bars. I'll get a T-shirt if I win. All right, then you're getting a you'll get a, a two dollar donation for your T-shirt. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna order that fucking thing tonight. I, that was like the coolest shirt. Did you find it online? No, I didn't look. Well, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll take a take a spin to that store when I'm out there this week. Okay. Well, podcasters, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you for hanging in with us again. And another thank you to Chip and Kip and the guys at Guys and Girls at New Dimension Comics for hosting us for Free Comic Book Day. It was a it was a blast, and uh, we'd love to do it again. Are there any other people with rhyming names there? Skip, not, maybe. Not, <laughs> not that I know of. Not that I know of. Thanks a lot, podcasters. We'll see you next week. Bye.